We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Notre Dame fans, welcome back to Burline Breakdown. My name is Brian Driscoll. I'm the publisher at IrishBreakdown.com, and I'm joined today, as we are every week, by Steve Burline, former Notre Dame and Notre Dame quarterback and 17-year NFL veteran. And Steve, now you are uh, you're a little different background today because you are in Lubbock, Texas. You are going to be calling the Texas Tech Baylor game, but we just had to get together because we had to talk a little bit about Notre Dame and Clemson. And let's just dive right in, Steve. Uh, huge win for Notre Dame. Everything that you know, you and I discussed last week, and you talked about Notre Dame. Ian Book's going to have to play well. The defense is going to have to do what it needs to do. They got to run the football. All those things, kind of. We saw all of that on Saturday. What? What? I mean, what, you know, you and I were texting a little bit during the game. So you just kind of talked to me about what you saw from that game and just how big that game was for Notre Dame. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here in, in uh, Lubbock, Texas, like you said, and then in, in a makeshift uh, studio that we set up uh, my <laughs> hotel room. Uh, so apologize for the quality if there's any issues with that. But the bottom line is we had to talk about this game. We had to make it happen. Uh, it's a monumental win for the Brian Kelly era and uh, really the biggest win at, at, for Notre Dame since back in 1993. Um, and uh, when we beat Florida State, they were number one team in the country. So it was a huge win for all the reasons you stated. You know, Ian Book. I think it was uh, kind of the, the crowning achievement of his career to this point. I, I, I don't think, I know. Uh, it's the biggest win in his uh, time at Notre Dame, biggest win in Brian Kelly's time at Notre Dame, and the way that our team stepped up and, uh, um, you know, made the plays we need to make, both offensively and defensively, at the key points in that ball game, 
against the number one team in the country. Sure, they were down a little bit. They were without their starting quarterback. And there was a difference. I mean, anybody that tries to minimize that and say, you know, DJ, uh, the quarterback for Clemson, uh, he, he threw for 439 yards. They didn't miss anything there. Well, they did. Trevor Lawrence is is much more experienced, much more polished. And you, you can't take that away from them. They were missing uh, him for sure. Although DJ, you whatever his last name is, we're not going to try to get it tonight. <laughs> he played very, very well. And uh, I'm, I'm not knocking him at all. But Notre Dame you cannot minimize the um, – the uh, magnitude of that win and uh, the way that it happened, uh, just just epic in every sense of the word. And uh, it sets up the rematch, hopefully, uh, right around early December. And I can guarantee you this, Trevor Lawrence will be in that game. There'll be a lot of hype and build up around it. Mm -hmm. And the thing we've got to do between now and then is make sure we don't slip up. But all of our players across the board stepped up against Clemson, and it was very, very fun uh, to, to watch. And I was proud to be a, a part of Notre Dame uh, last Saturday night, for sure. It was a lot of fun. Now, Steve, we kind of saw early on in this game that, that Notre Dame was, was ready to play. You shot me a text. I think it was second or third series when Ian Book hit that back shoulder throw to Javon McKinley. That was kind of mm -hmm. like, okay, he's, he's locked in. He's aggressive. He's going to take those shots. You know, it was an early down shot. There was pressure coming. Uh, you know, if we were sitting down watching film with Ian, there'd be things we could correct. Hey, you know, maybe should have gone here with this read. You should have looked there with that read. But, but what we saw was kind of what you've been saying constantly with Ian Book is when, when Ian is aggressive in playing with confidence and throwing with conviction, he's really good. And, and we saw that there's some things he'll have to clean up, but he was aggressive. He was taking shots. He had two, I can't remember the last time Ian Book hit two posts in the same mm -hmm. game, you know, and, and that's what Notre Dame needs for me and book. And that's a big reason. And we saw it when Ian book plays that way with the line and the talent they have around him, this can be a really good football team. No doubt about it. And he, he, when you say aggressive, uh, another word for it is he was decisive. Um, he didn't hesitate when the opportunities came out to make the plays. Like you said, that, that back shoulder throw early was a big signal to me that, that uh, he was on point and that he knew uh, as we had discussed that Notre Dame has to make plays or had to make plays in the passing game up the field uh, in order to score, um, you know, enough to beat Clemson. And uh, I thought the best throw of his career was that post pattern to Avery Davis uh, to set up the final touchdown, uh, you know, to put the game into overtime at a key point in the ball game. Uh, he read the coverage properly, stepped up in the pocket, and delivered a strike right down the field, right on the money. Avery Davis so he had several throws during that game uh, that I was like okay this this guy's ready to play tonight and he understands that he has to play at that level and it made a statement you know for Notre Dame I'm sure you can always look back at every game and say you could have done this you could have done that no doubt about every quarterback uh, there's no such thing as a perfect game even if you get a perfect rating uh, you could have made some different plays you could have done things differently but Ian Book played a fantastic football game and he should be very proud of himself, and it, it puts him in position uh, to make a run at this thing, no doubt about it. Now, one of the things that I think gives this Notre Dame team, in my opinion, staying power, Steve, and we saw this on Saturday, is this is a team that when you look back at the great Notre Dame teams, at least of my lifetime, you know, 93, 88, some of those squads back then, uh, even to a degree the 2012 team, they that more so on defense than offense, but this team, can dominate you on both sides of the ball in the trenches. And, and, and that was, to me, the biggest takeaway. We've always felt Ian Book had that ability. But to win these games against the teams like Clemson, Ohio State, and Alabama, 
you have to be able to win in the trenches, especially when you're Notre Dame. And we saw that on Saturday. We saw offensively and defensively the Lions winning those battles consistently. And I think at the end of the game, especially on, on defense, that was the biggest difference in this game. And over time, the offensive line was able to push Clemson around and the defensive line was able to take over that game and put it away. When you have that and you've got a veteran quarterback that's able to play the way Ian Book did on Saturday night, Steve, that's where you start to say, you know what, this team has a chance. If they can build on it, this team has a chance to be something special. Yeah, you know, Ian Book had 374 total yards, uh, 310 passing, 64 running. Uh, Kyron Williams had 140 yards rushing. Um, you know, we, we were definitely um, executing and clicking on all cylinders and starts, as you know, Brian, up front in the trenches. Um, and in years past, uh, when you get it, when we got up, when Notre Dame got up against these big teams, the Alabamas and the Clemsons, I felt looking at those games that the other team, Clemson or Alabama, or whoever it might have been, looked a little bit faster, a little bit stronger, a little bit deeper than Notre Dame did. And I think that was what the differences were in those games. And I think that was not a factor on Saturday night. I felt like Notre Dame across the board was on equal footing with Clemson. We were, fat, we were as fast as them. We were as physical as them. We were as strong as them in the trenches. We did control the line of scrimmage. And as the game got – as we got deeper into the game, our offensive line and our defense did step it up and, and initiate and, uh, you know, take control of those points of attack that are so important when you want to get those key uh, runs or, or stepping up and picking up the, the blitzes. Kyron Williams did an unbelievable job several times picking up blitzers under pressure. And, and those, those are guys that would have had a free run at Ian Book and, and would have not allowed him to complete those passes up the field. So – all of it works together. Uh, I thought it was an excellent job, both sides of the ball. Defense, three fumble recoveries, two big sacks in the overtime. I thought Clark Lee did a good job of dialing up the right pressures at the right times against the young quarterback. Um, and, and then vice versa, our, our offensive line uh, knew uh, that they had to take control of the game in those overtime periods and create opportunities for our running backs and for Ian Book to make plays. So um, definitely felt very good coming out of it because – I did not feel like we were an inferior team. I thought, if anything, we were a better team than Clemson Saturday night. Yeah, and I think the fact that Notre Dame could win this game despite uh, red zone issues, false start on fourth and one, dropping a, a would-be touchdown pass, fumbling the ball into the end zone, missed tackles on defense. I mean, we could go down a litany of things that Notre Dame mm -hmm. has to clean up. When you can play that way, Steve, in 2014 and 2018 against Clemson, 2014 against Ohio or uh, Florida State, 2015 against Ohio State, 2012 against Alabama, Notre Dame was in a situation where they, they had to play the perfect game to have a chance to win. Notre Dame was far from perfect from its execution on Saturday night and still won, which I think speaks volumes to how good this team can be. However, all of the good vibes is gone if Notre Dame goes out and drops a game this weekend to Boston College. And I think a lot of Notre Dame fans have flashbacks of 1993. Um, Steve, how challenging can it be for a football team to have sort of that not just physically challenging game, which Clemson's always going to be a physically challenging game, but also an emotionally draining game? How difficult can it be to bounce back from, from, a, uh, from that type of that physical and emotional performance on a football field? Well, it's tough. Uh, there's no doubt that, that it's a challenge. But I think the message and the mantra of, of Brian, that Brian Kelly will be preaching to the team in the build-up to this game um, Saturday against Boston College is here's what happened back in 1993, the last time Notre Dame had a chance 
after making a, uh, giving themselves an opportunity to really control their own destiny. Uh, they, they absolutely let it all slip away the following week against Boston College in 1993. So that's what you were referring to. That's one of the angles he's going to play. But the other one is, hey, this is what we've been working for. Now, we haven't, we haven't accomplished anything yet. We, we're going to need to get ourselves in position to beat that team again at some point. But it starts with making sure that we don't have a letdown against Boston College. It would make their season if they were to find a way to beat us in the Holy War. Uh, they haven't beaten Boston College, hasn't beaten Notre Dame since 2008. So all these different factors come into play. You know you're going to be playing against a very motivated team with, by the way, an ex-Notre Dame quarterback uh, and Phil Jerkovic, who's having a heck of a year leading the ACC in passing yards. So there's a lot of things that, that – that, um, are obvious um, um, motivators for Boston College uh, that, that Brian Kelly can build up to the Notre Dame team and say, listen, you know, we've worked too hard to get into this position. We don't have the luxury of being able to just show up against anybody, much less a, a good football team like Boston College, who almost beat Clemson a few weeks ago as well. They lost 34 to 28 and were really in control of that game. So uh, I don't think Brian Kelly's going to have any problem uh, motivating this football team to stay hungry and to stay ready uh, for a, a very capable Boston College football team. Now, Steve, I have a question for you, kind of putting your former quarterback hat on. When you're coming off of a game like this and you're getting ready to play an opponent like Boston College, does it help keep you focused when one of the games you broke down happens to be, for example, like BC playing Clemson? You broke down that film as a quarterback and you saw that, boy – this team took Clemson down to the wire. We took Clemson down to the wire. You know, this is a good football team. Are things like that kind of – can those things kind of help rein a team in to say, hey, look, guys, we watched the film. We saw what BC can do. We know we got to bring our, our game. Can that kind of help you kind of mentally just regroup a little quicker when something like that – when you see something like that on film? Sure. I mean, it, you, you sit back and uh, as you're prepping for – uh, this next opponent, uh, even though our offense is not going against uh, the the BC offense, don't have to worry about some of those challenges and how they scored on Clemson. You do look at the fact and say, you know, this is a team that that very easily could have beat Clemson as well. The record is five and three uh, of their, um, uh, uh, you know, three of their losses. Uh, have been, I mean, excuse me, two of their three losses were by less than six points. Three of their five wins were by less than three points. They're used to playing in close games. Uh, they, they've been in a lot of those situations this year. You see the film and you understand that this is a very good football team. But um, to answer your question, yes, you notice those things. Is that um, really something that a coach will consciously try to drive into their minds? I don't know. I mean, uh, I think all those things will come up during the course of the week. The bottom line, though, is that this team, I think, has got enough leadership, veterans on this team, you know, juniors and seniors that have been there, that have been close, uh, that understand that every game has got to be taken as the number one priority. If we don't take care of business this week, we're not going to achieve our goals. And I don't think there'll be a letdown. They will be ready to play. When you watch Boston College, Steve, you mentioned uh, tough physical football team. Obviously, they're a, a, a quality defense. It's a typical BC team. You know, they're going to be really physical. They're going to be tough. They're going to be well coached, not as athletic and dynamic as other teams. When you look at the strength of this BC football team, especially defensively, it's physicality up front. 
when you talk matchups against Notre Dame, I think one of the things that for me gives me the optimism that Notre Dame's not going to have a letdown because of what Notre Dame's strengths are compared to them is BC's been able to beat up in offensive lines for much of the season that just aren't aren't great. I mean, Clemson's offensive mm-hmm. line's not great. A lot of the team, North Carolina's got an okay offensive line. It wasn't playing well then. They're going against something in Notre Dame that they haven't seen before, and I think it's kind of that neutralizer. Notre Dame has that neutralizer when you look at the offensive line and its ability to, you know, if you're, if you're built on physicality and toughness, that's not exactly necessary where you want to be when you're playing this Notre Dame offensive line. Right. Yeah. It's, it's strength on strength. And you're right. Uh, Boston college has not seen an animal like Notre Dame. Uh, and they know that they'll come in this game knowing that, but at the same time, they do know that they do have a very physical front seven. Uh, they take a lot of pride in, uh, in being an aggressive physical football team uh, they're in the top 40 in the country as far as points allowed. Uh, so they're, they haven't shown uh, propensity to let, uh, you know, let teams run away from that. I think three teams have scored over 30 points against them. Uh, the thing that really jumps out to me when I look at this defense, they've created a lot of takeaways. They, they have seven interceptions, seven forced fumbles and fumble recoveries. Um, so we have to protect the football. We can't give them short fields. We can't uh, turn over the ball when we're in the red zone and give away points. From that perspective, that's got to be the focus from my perspective, really protect the football both in the passing game and in the run game because these guys creating seven fumbles, uh, that, that's up there with the top in the country, I think. And um, that's all part of that mentality they have, though, being an aggressive defense, trying to force those kind of mistakes and those errors and then take advantage of them. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's not a great defense, but it's a physical defense. It will be a challenge for us. And if we're not um, strong at the point of attack, with our big boys up front, uh, they will have some success against us. And obviously turnovers can be the great equalizer when it comes to a team that has more talent. And that's why it's going to be important for Notre Dame to protect the ball. So let's, Steve, let's kind of put your prognosticator hat on a little bit. As you're watching this watching this game, I think that, I don't know if you're going to be able to watch it live, but when you're watching the replay of it, what are some things you're going to be looking for early in the game? What are some things Notre Dame fans should be looking for early in the game that are going to tell you, okay, Notre Dame's, Notre Dame's over the Clemson game. They're locked in. We know that they came to play today. What are some things that you think Notre Dame should show on the field early on Saturday that will make people feel like, hey, this team's, this team's ready to go. They're going to handle their business today. Well, I think what, what, what our team did uh, last week against Clemson early in the game, coming out and busting the big run with Kyron Williams on the second play of the game, uh, and then also the plays that we made early in the game, both sides of the ball, uh, I think you summarize that by talking about the energy. Come out early in the game and establish the fact that you are playing at a very high level of intensity. Uh, you're bringing the right energy. You're focused. You're prepared for this game. And you can get a sense of that by how a team comes out on the first drives, both offensively and defensively. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to um, uh, reveal itself in a touchdown or, or uh, for the offense or a – um, you know, a three and out as far as the defense is concerned or a turnover. It's just coming out and playing with the intensity that you expect out of a team that's vying for a national championship, that's put themselves in position uh, to be a national championship, fo- championship football team. The teams that win championships are teams that impose their will on inferior teams. And and I'm not saying that BC is a bad team, but there there is no way that BC is a top 10 football team in the country right now. Notre Dame wants to be in that conversation. They've gotten themselves in the conversation. They need to handle 
these types of teams from start to finish. Now, again, this is not called the Holy War for nothing. This is going to be a game that the Boston College um, program will look as a program-defining win if they can come away with the win. So it's not going to be an easy game for our team. But I want to see our offense and our defense flying around, making plays, um, being aggressive, and, and, and uh, just – um, you can tell if a team is prepared very easy and very early in a ball game. And, and if we do have a little bit of a struggle initially, uh, I expect our guys to keep their poise and come back and find a way to get control of the game. If that does, if it does happen to be a game that develops that way. That'll do it for this episode. Steve, thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. Obviously Notre Dame has a bye next week. So we will recap this game, talk a little bit about this BC game. And then a week later uh, we will talk about North Carolina because Notre Dame's going to play two really or Notre Dame's going to play two really good football teams back to back with BC and North Carolina and of course this is the part of the schedule that we had talked about is when things really start to toughen up Notre Dame slayed the first dragon now they got another one coming up so Steve thanks again for joining us and giving Notre Dame fans your insights and we'll talk to you again next week you got it Brian we'll look for another big win here tomorrow or on Saturday I should say and uh, go Irish Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.